We're not looking so tough now, are we? <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> DM Ben knows there's lots of cultural stuff about those goddamn things. There is. Um, and immediately he starts issuing the in, in GIF the pre-recorded, like, I am now considered a prisoner of war. I am accorded the following... <laughs> you know, I, I must be fed. I must be taken care of medically. I can be traded back at the earliest convenience for, you know... <laughs> I, um... That's cool. I don't understand GIF. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand GIF at all either. I call Tocket in to translate. Mm. Why would you do that? Because he speaks the language. He does. Right? He does speak GIF. Yeah. No, but I mean, why would you have him translate? No, oh, because I, I think there might be a useful prisoner to have. I also retrieve my sword out of the corpse of his best friend. Okay. Um, and I pick up not his silver great sword. I'm going to leave that one on the deck where mm. he left it. Okay. But I'm going to grab the one from the guy I just straight up murdered with his own helmet. And I'm going to strap it onto my back. It's very fetching. I didn't have a great sword yet anyway, and it looks badass. Are you ready to copy? Oh, <laughs> easy. All right. <laughs> um, this weapon is a plus one magic weapon. Okay. Um, it does um, slashing and psychic damage. Mm-hmm. And on a critical hit against a target in an astral body, as everyone is in the astral sea, you can cut the silvery cord that tethers the target to its material body instead of dealing damage. Copy that. If you cut the silver cord in the astral sea, instant death, no resurrection. Yep. The classic. Yep. Um, so now you have that. Cool. Um, I'm sure you'll make good use of it. I'll put the tool in my toolbox. All right. I'll um, start yeeting bodies off the deck. Taket comes up, uh, grateful that you... Saved his life again. Um, it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, talk it. Translate what he's saying. <laughs> and uh, he tells you he's saying he is a knight of the Githyanki order, uh, a finder of silver swords, a uh, cutter of, of the, the cordon that holds astral bodies to their, to their beings. Uh, he is demanding he be treated as a prisoner of war and uh, traded back at his earliest convenience for concessions on the battlefield. They, they, they have this whole speech they plan out. Well, tell him he's astrally tied to the crew of our ship. Get him a mop and a bucket. And uh, so he says something in Gith, and the uh, the Gith Yankee sort of sneers and takes his mop and his bucket and starts mopping Tell him to make sure he does a good job or I'll kill him. And uh, so Tocket says something to him and like you see, you can tell that like his ears perk up a little bit, but he doesn't respond. He's not going to entertain your threats. Wow, what a D! Yeah, and uh, I say, talk it. Do the gift frequently speak space common? Uh, they can understand it, but they don't speak it. It's considered a lower form of communication. Mm-hmm. It's like lizard man. Speak. It's actually common is considered by a lot of races to be like gutter speak. No, he's forbidden from speaking in our presence anyway. He nods. Taka tells him, and then this gift just (laughs) deal. (laughs) (laughs) He can't speak gift. That's one thing, but he's refusing to speak common to you. Make sure you go with the grain and not against it. <laughs> it, all your, it just sort of piles up in the crevices. <laughs> uh, Wait, by, when you say it piles up, what you're talking about is the viscera of his slain friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I pick up his silver sword and I offer it to Mervyn. This is yours for your valor in battle. It is twice as tall Jeez, as you. I don't know. <laughs> A little big for me, I think. You'll go into it. I don't think that's how biology works. <laughs> or swords for that matter. Just practice every day. So you have uh, you have successfully eluded uh, the ship that was in the sacrifice. Uh, the sacrifice that was in pursuit of you, um, and now you have a prisoner, but no real destination. So what is your plan? Uh, we rescued all of these Gizzeri. Where do they want to go? That's a good question. Do you want to uh, go down below deck and, and speak with them? Meet your, your passengers? Yeah, I mean, if nobody else is doing it, I'll take the forefront on it. Do a meet and great brunch? Yeah. Uh, I know a great place for brunch. I feel like I'm basically the ship's security officer, and that's sort of a thing I might do. 
Uh, and the, the Deva is down there as well. Yeah. Um, and so what, you, what you're looking at is roughly 15 to 20 Gutzerai plus one Deva. Um, some of them are children, some of them are women, non-combatants. Some of them are elderly. Um, but, you know, with Gutzerai, they're monks, and you know how monks, when they're really old, they're really badass. So yeah. they're either really cool One of them might be Tilda Swinton, and I don't really know. Exactly. Um... But there does seem to be one who sort of speaks for the group, and uh, he introduces himself as Ordaz of the Stern Mind. Ordaz, I'm Slag Iron Peck of the Hell's Lantern. <laughs> we are grateful for your assistance, Commander Iron Peck. Indeed, and things look dire on the surface. Indeed they were. The Githyanki knew exactly when and where to strike. Their knowledge was most troubling. It sounds like you might have had an inside man. It had crossed my mind. Have you had a chance to speak with your people? The ones who yet live on this ship, most of them are still processing their grief. Um, while we're having this this meeting, I'm going to do a prayer healing. Okay, so good call. Just make sure you have an agenda. And that, and that you come away with the action items and that everybody's assigning action items and it'll be fine. While you're having your meeting, I'll do this prayer healing and try to get us all back. Captain Mervin is right. Someone should take the minutes. <laughs> um, the uh, Ordaz says, uh, you will have to forgive my people. While we are grateful that you saved our lives, we do not trust outsiders easily. We will be as accommodating as it is in our nature to be. Um, refresh my memory now. We went to the uh, we went to talk to the space jellyfish, mm-hmm. and he told us basically everything that we wanted was uh, in rescuing the Gizzeri. We basically do all those things. Yes, uh, some of it was, uh, especially in your case, or in and and in uh, uh, Tenebrous's case as well, was simply killing wrongdoers yeah. or killing in general. Um, so you, you send, sending souls to Asmodeus because they're all going to hell anyway. Right. Um, so, you know, you, you've sort of gotten what the space jellyfish promised you. Um, but I want more. Of course you do. Well, there'll be more to kill. You've already killed some more. Um, and Tenebris sort of got his. Um, you have not yet found the location of uh, Dr. Eisenhower. Yes. Uh, and you are still promised that somewhere out there there's a library containing the omitted volumes of the Lady Britannica. I can't believe I have such a campaign going on this book. <laughs> I want to give you inspiration for me. <laughs> Does Teenage You suddenly have a boner and not know why? <laughs> I don't know. I'd ask him, but he's back in time, and I don't have that Huey Lewis and the News track queued up. So. Oh, God damn um, Thank God. <laughs> I'll ask Dr. jean next session. <laughs> um, so, yes, that is where we stand now. You came from New Austeria, which is a mud-farming dirt ball yep. uh, that is currently under occupation. Uh, the space jellyfish, by the way, uh, Carcane, uh, lives in some sort of bizarre pocket dimension that's in between dimensions. Right. That's how he sort of observes the entire... As a uh, career spelljammer hero, I'm assuming in character that he uh, is in his own crystal sphere. That's what makes sense to his own cosmology. It's very likely that that might be the case. Um, but, you know, he's also a weird space jellyfish. You've yep. never encountered such a thing before. He does whatever he wants because he's in space. Yeah, exactly. Like an elder god. He's literally that episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I say, uh, we don't need your hospitality, you need ours. You'll receive what we have on the boat and more. Uh, We will expect those who are physically able to pull their weight by maintaining the decks and ensuring that our uh, deck teams have adequate ammunition. Uh, We will, of course... Do what we can to assist you. Are you familiar with a beholder scientist? I do not know <coughs> any beholders. None that still live. None have been on your previous planet? Uh, if you are talking about the Temple of Anakat that just fell, no, we had no beholders amongst our links. Nor did I know of any on the planet itself. Do you know of any ancient, lost, forgotten libraries? I do. I believe that our intrepid captain is seeking out such a thing, and if you have need to travel with us to avoid the Githyanki... That, uh... 
Hmm. Can you travel through the Feywild? Mervyn! Can we travel through the What's-It? <laughs> um, I don't know if we can get there from here. Um, maybe? I don't know. Can I roll an arcana check? Mm-hmm. We know a guy. It's a big jellyfish. <laughs> 47 jumps! That's going to be 27. Alright, um, it is possible to hop planes to the Feywild, although it's not going to be a direct route, and it's going to be, with this many passengers, something that would take uh, at least a few stops to refresh your air supply, food, water, etc. Et yeah, et you know, I, I really think we should need to avoid the tolls, because I just don't, <laughs> you know... There is... Uh, Excuse me, I, I speak out of turn. Nemiria, would you care to speak with the commander? And the, the Deva uh, sheds her hood again and and introduces herself. I am Nemiria of uh, of my adventure. Uh, <laughs> let me pull up my... Dorn? Uh, no. Did you say Nemiria? Nemiria. Nemiria. Yeah. I correct her and say Captain. Okay, I'm Captain Nemiria. <laughs> no, I don't I think you're getting <laughs> We're um, all captains here. I thought I was getting a promotion. Oh no, I've lost my cursor. <laughs> it's somewhere. Uh, I'm Nemiria of Nephilus. And if it pleases you, I think we should set sail for my home. For what purpose? Uh, for many purposes. One of which being... We are many, and your boat has supplies for few. Another is that I came to the Gezerai seeking help. For what? Ah, uh, my people are facing some sort of strange occurrence on their home planet that, well, quite frankly, we are running out of ways to deal with. Oh, look at Callisti. What? What? Lately, it has been raining enormous chunks of ice from the sky. Oh, that doesn't sound like Not you. Not me. You're aware that we travel with this. Hey! <laughs> hey! I am not so blessed that I can be picky among those I ask for help. Not True so that. blessed, are we? <laughs> no, I'm just not a dick. <laughs> I mean, I will admit that all we have left in our stores is saltines and anchovies. And, <laughs> and I ran out of tum some time ago, and it just doesn't agree with. There's also some jerky that I just can't eat because I just I just don't process it. It's teriyaki, and I just never like teriyaki. Um, my people are uh, arcanists and intellectuals of the highest order. If there's a library to be found, they know where this library would be. Oh, that sounds delightful. We ourselves maintain a great library. Great. Indeed. I'd never learned to read. We can teach you. In exchange. You can't teach him. He's unteachable. He's just, you're better off talking to a rock or one of those chunks of ice that fell out of the sky. (laughs) We've got a sentient rock below. No, we don't. I made that up. (laughs) I read it in a book. No, wait, I can't read. (laughs) I heard it in a book that talked in a library. I Uh, saw a picture of it one time. In a pop-up book. I saw a picture of a book. Is more of a pop-up book kind of guy. I was about to say that. Some of the mechanics are beyond him, though. Yeah, I've been working on this thing that may help him out in the future. It's called Books on Tape, but unfortunately, tape hasn't been invented yet. So I'm just kind of waiting. So now it's just books on the table. <laughs> Talk it. What? As a member of this crew, we value your opinion as well. Well, the, the Deva is correct. We don't have enough food and water for all these people, we packed enough for those that set sail. I do have six Werther's left in my in my own private stack. I can share. We can divvy it up. <laughs> uh, and and talk. It's like I, I I don't feel comfortable telling you which way to go. I, I asked you for help, and you you obliged me. Uh, but I, I would hate to see a valuable ally like the Deva suffer. I mean, they would be. Very helpful in the fight against the Githyanki. Alright, that's quite enough talking. Alright. <laughs> I have one more opinion I must consult. Reggie. Yes? Come in here. Okay. Stop hiding under the table. Okay, he comes in. 
So anyway, this angel creature wants us to go to her home realm. Me? Or we could follow some path through the Feywild to find a hidden library. Or we could sail out, ignore all of their bullshit, and become pirates. Reggie says, I think you should fight the plot hook. <laughs> that was on planet. Why is this always, Reggie? Re, Re, Reggie says, I, I'm, I'm a gunnery captain, sir. I, I you Point me at something and I'll shoot it. I, I don't really care what it is. That's why I admire you, Reggie. <laughs> you keep on being you, little buddy. <laughs> but I mean, we all like food and air. That's true. I do like food. Air is okay. Right, Reggie has spoken. Deva, we will take your offer. <laughs> yeah, Milano's. Maybe we can get, maybe we can restock on Milano's. And we're, uh, I like the little fudge, the, the double fudge ones. Are really <laughs> the Deva says, my people specialize in thin mints. Yeah, alright, I guess they do. It beats the shit out of Samoa's. Let's go. It beats the, beats the crap out of uh, saltines and anchovies too much. I don't it's, know It's, it's our far. eighth day. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Eighth day of eating nothing but anchovies for breakfast. Um, day eight. I ran out of anchovies seven days ago. I've never been happier. <laughs> I welcome starvation. Ten of us is just horking them down like a pumpkin. <laughs> um, uh, 14 hit points. 14, oh, 14. Both of you. And um, I, can I can target six, so Reggie... Yeah, and he, and he gets Zerai who helped us. Yeah, and anybody else who's uh, I'm neutral, so I'm. I'm but what I'm, about the good Yankee mop in your deck? Are you gonna heal him too, or you did request medical aid? You know what? I am. Okay. No. Well, one of the six will be him. Okay. I'm, I'm neutral. I see bleeding, player. and I want to stop it. Hmm. He, he, uh, uh, he gives you a curt nod of thanks since he's not allowed to speak. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you give um, him the jazz hands of health. <laughs> Are we allowed to take a rest of some time? You may take a short rest. I'm going to spend a butt-ton of hit dice. Okay. Are we going to this planet? Yeah, we are. I think we're fighting the I planet. I put on my blinker and I turn on the radio. Appreciate that. <laughs> I put on the blinker, I turn on the radio, and it's, and it's uh, Starling Volga Band Afternoon Delight. Just me leisurely go to the devil's home planet. I don't think I get anything. I don't think clerks get anything for short rest as far as spells are there. Never get a PHP. Get a PHP. Oh, PHP. Yeah. Dude, it's on the bottom here. Yeah, I'm tired of looking at this. It's amazing. Oh, this would be <laughs> This is what plays as, as Marvin pulls off into the space lines. Reggie dances on deck like the Caddyshack over. And I'm singing like <laughs> Marvin's singing to it with horribly off beat. It's just revolting. No rhythm. <laughs> wow, I spent all of my hit dice and didn't get to my maximum. Yikes. <laughs> Gee, I hope nothing else attacks you. Thankfully, I'm not worried about that. Because <laughs> you're uh, back up to like a thousand hit points? I have 98. Ah. So as the travel commences, you have some time to uh, socialize with uh, Nymeria, with... Uh, um, Ordaz, Reggie. I didn't write Ordaz down. That's right. Ordaz of the Stern Mind. He is elderly, as uh, Gizera go. Gizera aging about the same rate as humans. So probably in his late 70s, early 80s. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the Deva, it's hard to tell how old or young she is because they're kind of very smooth-faced. Um, and kind of, you know, have that choir-like voice attribute to them, so really tough to determine age. Do we get a name from our captive? Um, well, you've forbidden him from speaking it. From speaking in common, but we have a translator. Um, no, I thought you forbid him from speaking gif. Uh, we forbid him from speaking in common. Oh, I thought you forbid him from speaking It was me gif. saying, like, yeah, you think it's low tongue, but you're forbidden from doing it because you're not cool enough. Oh, this is okay. to make him feel a little bit emasculated. Gotcha. I thought you weren't letting him speak his native tongue as a way of, like, you know, dehumanizing him. That's a little more gross than what I was going with. <laughs> that would be something that Callista oh, would do. Yeah. I was mostly trying to do reverse racism on him. Ah, gotcha. All right. Um, 
So, um, I, uh, need to get there. His name is Ziznak. Ziznak. That's pretty cool. Ziznak, the silver sword finder and the cutter of silver cords. He's a silver sword loser. Silver. Yeah. Well, no, so here's uh, how this goes down. It sounds like we're doing some just random RP for funsies. Mm-hmm. Um, he's mopping up the deck one day, and I roll up on deck wearing, like, my full security officer regalia. Your wharf outfit, yeah. Yep. And I come out, and I uh, withdraw a silver sword, and I toss it to him, pommel force first. He yes. catches it, and then he looks at you, and he drops it immediately to the deck. Now we spar, pick it up. You mean to kill me, he says in Geth. I call talking over. What the fuck did he just say? He says you're... He's asking if you're killing him. No. And then he says something. Tide says, he doesn't understand why you would spar a prisoner. I'm looking to improve my skill. Perhaps he can improve his as well. And he explains it to him and he sort of shrugs and puts the mop down and picks up his sword. Sort of stretches, you know, works out his shoulders yeah. a little bit, and all right, takes a battle stance. <laughs> and I'm trying to, uh, essentially, I'm trying to win him over as part of the crew. Okay. But I'm trying to start with things he knows. So he's a he's a great end melee ass kicker. Let's get into some fucking sparring. All right. Make it routine. Roll initiative. Four. Uh, let's see. Can we expect him to bring the first blow anyway? <laughs> Seven, so he will. Yep. Um, Alright, so he multi-attacks. Let's go get some. Uh, let's see. One's going to miss. One's going to be a 23. Yep. Uh, for 12 points of damage. Okay. So then on my turn, I'm going to shove him to the ground as first attack. Okay. Uh, let's see, I'm no longer blessed. No longer Brian blessed on this blessed day. Uh, 31 on the roll. That is. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna knock him on his ass. Um, I'm going to smack him with the flat of the blade while he's on the ground. Crit. <laughs> I critically subdue him. Uh, so that's gonna be 16 points of damage with the flat of the blade. Okay. Um, how much did you heal him for? Um, I think we all got 14. Okay. Uh, so he's still up. And then, instead of taking the third swing, I extend my hand to pull him back up. And he sort of snarls and snaps your hand away and gets up on his own. And then he, uh, he picks up his sword and he says something to Tocket sort of angrily and he says, again. Alright, come get some. Alright. Um, he, uh, he's gonna pull a little, little sneaky on you. Okay. He misty steps behind you mm. and takes two swings. So I see. Uh, oh, with garbage results. Um, so that is a 17 and an 18. I've seen him do this trick before, so I'm just like... <laughs> and uh, I don't turn around. I actually just wing back the arm that has the shield on it mm-hmm. and smash him in the face with it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that'll be another takedown. Uh, this time it's a 32. That hits. All right, I knock him on his ass. <laughs> And uh, I, I get down like I'm going to put my knee down, and I brought the sword, the sword up. Mm-hmm. And then I stand up. He stands up. And he's, he's really kind of sore and tired at this point. He hasn't got a long rest either, so. I say, uh, you're one of this crew. I don't treat you like a slave. I treat you like an equal. And he says something to Tocket, and Tocket says he, he doesn't really understand why you're treating him. This way, I, I don't think the Gith treat their prisoners like this. They don't. But if he wants to continue among us, he may. And we would welcome his company. We'll provide him food and water. He'll still carry his own weight. But perhaps mopping the deck is ill-fitting such a warrior. Hmm. Are you letting him keep the sword? Yeah, I give him a nod. Okay. I call for one of the halflings to throw like a leather belt or something. Alright. Uh, yeah, he uh, he belts the sword on, looks at you, goes back to mopping the deck. Perfect. Uh, is it, would anybody else, would maybe you'd like to have a conversation with the angel? No. <laughs> Calistia is staying as far away from the angel 
at all times as is possible. Fair enough. And not not being coy about it at all. Are you socializing with anybody else? No. No? Wow. Just sticking to yourself, talking yeah. to the devil? Yep. <laughs> Dear <laughs> Satan. <laughs> Do you hate Mondays? Writing letters to Satan. Do you like pina coladas? <laughs> I've been a very bad girl this Christmas. <laughs> I would like to become a level 15... Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> and Mervyn, you are piloting for most of the time. I'm piloting, I am, I am, um... But you can talk, too, if you like. Um, I'm just sort of in my zone, driving, you know, badly singing, along with whatever music is happening on the radio, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh... Barbara Streisand. You're halfway there, oh, <laughs> leaving on a plane. <laughs> You like pina coladas. <laughs> it's just all Bob Seger. <laughs> nice. Nice moves. <laughs> East of Omaha. <laughs> oh, Christ. There's no saving it now. <laughs> um, well, for those of you who are paying attention to such things, uh, Ordaz and Nemiria uh, spend a lot of time speaking. Ordaz speaks also with uh, several of the other elderly-looking Gitzerai, and you get the sense that, um, you were told already, but Intaka sort of confirms it, that what the Githyanki interrupted was a meeting of spiritual leaders among the, the Gitzerai. Um, and it appears that they are all sort of weighing their options when it comes to what Nemiria is proposing. And uh, they're speaking mainly in gifts, so Taka tries to grab pieces here and there where he can. Um, but it sounds like Numeria really wants to strike up an alliance between the Gezerai and the Deva, um, because she's really concerned that the Githyanki are going to come for her people next. And she's not altogether convinced that whatever's going on on her planet isn't related to the sudden Githyanki attack across multiple uh, planets. Um, and while it seems Ordaz is on board, some of his, uh, compatriots are a little more cautious about getting involved in the affairs of, of others and are not convinced that this is of the Githyanki's doing, um, and that her people's problems are their problems. Right. Um, but without, you know, speaking yes, hard to get any more than that. Yeah, I'm trying to use Taka as sort of like a spy just to yeah. get a sign. And he's, he's perfectly comfortable with that mainly because the rest of the Gesserai aren't really sort of shy about their conversation. They've sort of occupied the space you've given them and turned it into like a meeting room. And Taka seems fairly mercenary anyway. He is. Um, and that's one thing you notice now that you've met some other Gesserai. They're very um, intellectual. Um, I mean, there's they definitely have some martial physical skills but they are a studious bunch. Whereas Tocket, while not a frontline badass, is definitely not um, not the thinking man's... Type. He has levels of rogue. He's not levels yeah, of... Yeah, he's, he's a little sneakier. He's also a little more aloof. He's a little less thoughtful in the way he speaks. Just sort of spits it. A little impetuous. Yeah. Um, so after a few days of travel, and you're almost out of saltines and anchovies... <laughs> Um, which is good because the air envelope smells better. For if it's a few days, can we at least long rest and get stuff back? Or no, because you don't have the supplies to actually okay. have a long rest. Fair enough. Um, We're peeing in the machine like Waterworld. Yes. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're just peeing in each other's mouths, <laughs> skipping, skipping the middle. Man. All right, cool. I get all my hit points back. That's <laughs> you know, actually I, I wrote that down. It's my secret fetish. <laughs> Part of my background is a hobgoblin. I drink pee. <laughs> like um, all hobgoblins do. I mean, that's just a fact. Yeah, knobgoblins. <laughs> Slob goblins. <laughs> um, I hate this game right now. <laughs> and I wish I had a cool picture to show you. No! <laughs> oh, you got a picture of something else. Okay. No? No, you got it. Because <laughs> um, I know that shit's on the internet, and I do not want to be seeing yeah. it on the... You uh, arrive at a planet that uh, Nemiria has named Nephilus. Um, it is a small world and is mostly covered in water. Uh, but there is one fairly big island nation right around the equator. Um, and the first thing that you notice is, sure as shit, if there isn't just a line like a uh, asteroid belt of chunks of ice just 
a, a, a queue of, of huge icy asteroids waiting to plummet into this planet. And as they sort of get closer and closer to the orbit, some of them just start falling out of the sky. Most of them are splashing harmlessly into the water, but they're getting fairly close to this island nation. It's a world having reverse global warming. Can I do some uh, calculations to see if I can see where it's, what's, what the origin of this stuff is? Sure. Like from a scientific perspective? Mm-hmm. Bring on my slide wall. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's our planet or if that's investigation. Uh, it sounds like nature, actually. Uh, nature? Uh, there is no nature in this. <laughs> well, then you fail. I only have a plus two on an investigation, yeah. so it's like 11 if um, you want me to use. No, I mean, it's it's tough because it's a straight line of, of icy stones going into the black so it's not space. like there's like a... They're still in space, right? Astronomy might actually be a good fit for that. Um, yeah, you could. So that's 15 um, if you want me to use that. Yeah, but with that roll, I mean, all you can tell really is that it looks like a fairly straight line. Like, um... Like if somebody took the belts of Jupiter, straightened out, and threw it like a javelin at this huh. planet. Wow. Um, and they, you oh, so it's 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 like coming a, out from like the a tail. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a ring. You know, no, circling no. the planet. Okay. Um, wow. Well, I mean, once it gets closer, you know, it's got, there's this line going out in space, and once the the chunks of ice get closer, they start to slowly circle. Okay. So there is like a, a cloud of icy chunks hanging over this okay. planet. Um, but after a while, they spiral into the planet and start crashing into the surface. Um, Jeez, it which, doesn't seem to quite uh, doesn't quite match the laws of physics why these things are here. This is part of what concerns us, mm. Numeria says in my Numeria voice. Um, <laughs> uh, and she she also standing on deck now looks at us. This is this is much worse than I left it. It it's, seems to have <clears throat> increased in its intensity. It will be very difficult to pilot through those. So what did you do? What did I do? I came looking for help. So, what did you do to draw this upon your planet? And what did you do to escape? Yeah, why do you think this is happening to you? We have no idea. We keep to ourselves. We don't really engage the other races. You were quick to think it was the Githyanki. Well, they've been attacking many planets. I I felt we were under attack, and I looked to see what the attacking force was. Usually they attack with one of these... Have we ever heard of, like, have I ever heard of, like, ice bombs hitting planets? Does this ring any kind of bell? That sounds like a nice good shot to me. Uh, <laughs> a 30. Is a 30? <laughs> no, I got a 19. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> 10. You know nothing. You know everything. Or no, I'm sorry, 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so without being able to be too specific, what I can tell you is you know that um, of the spacefaring races... Uh, frost giants and white dragons tend to use ice as weapons. They also need it to travel. Um, hmm. They they seem likely to be somehow involved. Um, as far as directing ice at planets, uh, nothing in recent memory uh, that that you know of. Although it's likely that if a planet was to be bombarded with ice at this rate, it likely wouldn't survive to tell its tale anyway. Um, can we fly close to one of the bigger chunks to see, are these actually being piloted by somebody? Is there like Spelljammer homes or something? Sorry, I see a bush blowing outside your window. I thought it was somebody's head. Um, yeah, there's a head actually blowing out from the window. It's on a stake, yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah. We don't um, dick around on D&D Day. Well, D&D Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dicking and dragons. <laughs> Gross. Uh, you can pilot cl- as close as you want to these things to see if they're being piloted. Um, you, if you want to go to the planet, as was your plan, you're going to have to pilot through the cloud of icy asteroids. Anyway. Yeah, I just want to kind of want to, you know, cruise next to one for a little bit and see if there's sure. anything like any kind of life form on it. You know, just to, I mean, obviously I don't have the sensors, mm-hmm. but just to, you uh, know, is there anybody will, on it? Is there anybody like, you know? Anything? I will allow everybody to make a perception roll as he flies close to the, one of these asteroids. <laughs> I got it for. Mine sucks. Twelve. Nine. All right. None of you can detect anything that would lead you to believe it's being piloted. You see no life forms on board. There's no uh, real indication of uh, intelligent uh, movement of these things. They just seem to be caught in the orbit of the planet. Do they seem to get bigger as they go towards the planet? Do they seem to get smaller? 
as they go towards um, the planet. I mean, as, as, you would, size. as you would expect, they, uh, they, they burn up a little bit when they enter the atmosphere and mm-hmm. they shrink in size as they descend through the air pocket of the world. Um, but other than that, they maintain a, a fairly regular size and shape. Okay. If somebody can grab the wheel for a little while, maybe I can. Uh, maybe I can do some praying to the praying. Pray to the, the prairie guy. Can <laughs> <laughs> Careful in the prairie. There's ant kegs out there. I forgot. What the hell <laughs> <I'm doing. laughs> Too soon. Maybe, Too I, soon. maybe I can. Uh, maybe I can pray to our Lady Britannica to see if she's got something. I'm guessing it'd be in volume five, which covers you know from from H A through I L. I like to do a legend more, which is a 10 minute spell on the ice chunks. Okay. And I'll just read it off. So, um, in person place, Robert, blah, blah, spell brings to mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing I've named. It might consist of current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has not been, has never been widely known. If the thing you named is not legendary, you know, well, if the thing I've named isn't of legend, oh, legendary importance, I gain nothing. The more information you already have about the thing, the more precise and detailed, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Information you learn is accurate, but might be couched in figurative language. Okay. Is there a rule attached to that, or do I just tell you? Uh, no rule, it just sort of happens. Okay. It's mm-hmm. just a um, DM circumvention. <laughs> I didn't quite mean it as that. Let me look at the adventure notes. It says, <laughs> this, you know, you can still be vague. You can couch it in yeah. whatever you want to couch it in there. Sure. Um... I'm really just looking for like what's the best way we should go about this is kind of what I'm looking for. Right. There's um there's a stat block I'm looking up here so I can give you some kind of information. I'm just gonna scroll through because everything's on a PDF. You use legend lore and you are really fucking good with that spell. Nice. Um <laughs> That's been so. two really solid uses of it so far. <laughs> so here's what you know. Um, there is an artifact that has been uh, erstwhile lost to time, but might be making a reappearance here, called the Seed of Winter. Oh. Um, it's originated in the Feywild. Okay. And... Divas. <laughs> and allows you to control ice, among other properties. Those of those are unknown to you, uh, and that's basically what you get. That there is this artifact that uh, this that all things point to, to this it, you know this artifact being the culprit. Although the specific details of it have been lost to time, and it exists in a other crystal sphere, so you're not really sure what's doing here. If this was being used, mm-hmm. would I suspect that it was being used on the planet, or would it be being used out in space somewhere? To send to the planet. I'm just trying to figure out where we should go. Mm. It's really what I'm trying to do. Feel free to uh, DM Fiat. This is your opportunity to tell us where to go. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> Directly at my sphincter. <laughs> you can go right to Pound Town. Um, Descend directly into Avernus. Do not pass Do not collect $200. Don't stop till you feel the back of my teeth. <laughs> That's what you get. Now, um, <laughs> the um, the indication is that uh, the origin might be coming from the planet's surface. Where Tartarus has his lair. I want to play Tartarus now. <laughs> you can't do that, Jeff. Yeah, it looks like we may have to go down there and try to figure out where this thing's coming from. So just everybody buckle up. <laughs> Ah, buckle this. <laughs> Reggie, prepare the hellstorm shot. <laughs> Reggie doesn't know what that is, but he's more than amped. <laughs> yeah. Um, it involves her. Oh. <laughs> yep, climb on the ballista. <laughs> we're, we're just going to shoot you right into the side of an asteroid. <laughs> <Yeet>. <laughs> Save ourselves some heartache later. This world like bad. Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> This bitch is dumb. Yeet! <laughs> uh, but no, realistically. Oh! You have a, a thing that's good? Mm-hmm. What do you got? That's pretty good, too. What, what is this? May I see? <laughs> Wall of fire. Hmm. I right. fell into a burning, burning wall of fire. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so what we have in front of us, uh, ladies and gents, is a skill challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, Mervin has got the onerous task of piloting through these uh, this cloud of icy asteroids that are orbiting the planet. And you all have to find uh, creative ways to help them out. Um, we are doing this old school, 4th ed edition. Uh, you need to get a certain amount of successes before a certain amount of failures, and the DC is stupid high. I've got loads of skills I suck at. <laughs> I'm going to intimidate them. The icy rock. Yeah. <laughs> I'll going, fuck you. I'm, you going to, I'm going to deceive the asteroids and make them think we're over there. <laughs> you should deceive me into believing it's going to be okay. I'm flying with idiots. <laughs> we're definitely not going to die. Who wants to go first? I'll just pilot. <laughs> Piloting works. Piloting my arc. Arcana. Arcana banana. That's a 17. A 17 is one success. Delightful. So as you uh, as you approach the orbiting cloud of icy asteroids, and they're all sort of drifting, bouncing into each other, shattering into smaller bits, um, you with your expert piloting abilities are able to navigate through these huge stones that would crush you if they were to it's come like in contact. Have you ever seen Titan AE with the, with the ice asteroids crashing? I think I've seen it before now that I've figured yeah. That was good. It had good animation. Yeah. Uh, who's next in the in this shit show? Shit. Show. I kinda like the ice capades. Do you want me to take it? You need some time to think? Uh yeah. I mean my only way out that I really have is to... teleport. <laughs> no, I don't have teleport. Uh my only way out is to uh, cast wall of fire, but it's a skill challenge. Well, so. we're in a regular sphere now, right? So fire is not fire is the not danger problem. that's on the flow system. Um, but it's a skill challenge, not a right, cast magic right, right. Yeah. things challenge. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes casting magic things might give you a better roll. Do you? Do you have? Are you trained in Arcana? I am. I will allow you to use your wall of fire spell to make an Arcana check at a lower DC. Cool. Effectively allowing you to use your spell as part of a skill challenge. Cool. Good choice. Since that spell is just so on the money with what you're looking for. It's like a fire bubble in the prow of the ship. Yeah. So that is a 15. 15, alright. So, as you are moving through, you're, you're getting into where the uh, the bigger asteroids are colliding and making smaller asteroids, and it's just too tight to fit through, and... She bursts a wall of flame out in front of the ship that starts melting the smaller chunks of ice that you can get through. The problem becomes now, you're creating a lot of steam. Mm. So visibility is becoming a problem. Ooh, okay. Uh, I got one. All right. So the steam is rising, and uh, when steam rises, it expands rapidly, so it's billowing the sail all over the place, and the ship's mm. starting to lose control. And uh, they start tugging on the ropes to move the sails around, and the rope breaks. And they no longer can move the sails using the rope and pulley system that's in place. And so... Slag has to real quick, on his thinking at his feet, just body the fucking sail and turn it <laughs> sideways so that it doesn't billow so hard and blast the ship up and over into an asteroid. I've seen you do this to a guard post before. Yeah, I've, I've got some practice, so I'm going to launch myself bodily into the uh, the bottom. I don't know what the, the bit at the bottom of the sail is called. You're at the bottom part, yeah. The boom, actually, is what it's called. Oh. So I'm going I'm to I'm boom this sail. That sounded a little bit like uh, Christopher Walken there. I'm going to boom this sail. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's not so good. Um, Next character. Do I get to know what the DC is? Uh, no, you don't. Okay. So currently it is a 19. I'm going to assume it's worse than 19 and that I have at least one friend within 30 feet. Uh, you do have a friend within 30 feet and it is worse than a 19. Okay. Or harder, I should harder, say. More yeah. difficult than a 19. Uh, I save face and gain plus one for every ally I can see within 30 feet. Okay. Which I well. assume it's a bunch of deck crew. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, these two chuckle It's a total of plus five at the highest. Okay, all right. Uh, well, if I give you the plus five, that gets it up to a 24. Yep. Which will be sufficient. Nice. All right. So we are up to, it looks like, three successes, no failures. You guys are killing this. Uh, round two. Uh, I make a history check to see what would be the best sort of... How... Would this be... Uh, it would be more astronomy, wouldn't it? How asteroids sort of collide together and that sort of thing. Yeah, that sounds like astronomy to me. I'll let you make the same check with the history, but it's going to be a tougher DC. 
Okay. Okay. You do this, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, <gasps> so that is what? a twenty-four. Bam! So, and I'm 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 going to take some liberties with your backstory here because I think this is cool. Um, <laughs> part of Callisti's past, her dark, shadowy. Oftentimes on fire past. Um, Libraries are like that, yo. Yeah. Um, you you happen to uh, happen to have witnessed firsthand what happens when uh, gods determine a, a, a world to be no longer uh, worthy of their worship mm-hmm. and smite a world, uh, which involves a lot of flaming asteroids. Mm. They travel along the same paths. So oh, shit. <laughs> column A, column B. So know. while you may while you may or may not choose to disclose that you've seen a world die, this is kind of what it looks like from the cold side. Ah, neat. Um, and it's definitely sufficient for a success. Yes. Who would like to go next? I uh, Mervin turns on the wipers and sets <laughs> the intermittent pr- appropriately. Yep. So I'm not really wiping. So it doesn't wiping. squeal. Yeah, you don't want to wear down your wiper blades. And uh, just to use a totally different skill. Um, There's the windshield, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to use a survival skill to advise the crew on the proper way, the proper places to walk, so they don't slip. Okay. There's places on there that they got the grippy, they got the little grippy things that we've stuck down. So try to stay there. Don't go on the part of the deck where I'll bear because you'll just lose your footing. We have plenty of life jackets for everybody. Um, I'm calling it a survival check because it just, I don't know, it's the only thing that kind of makes sense. Yeah, without. I'm, just, I'm sick of rolling our Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a 21. Holy shit! <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, the crew is very safe. There's also gloves in the, in the yellow box under the under the stairs to the left there. They're all wearing parkas and mittens. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those silly caps with the pom-poms and the, yes. the earpiece thing now. Yes. And, uh, yeah, OSHA would approve your boat. Just, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> I like how you get the father of the son of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, OSHA... The podcast can't hear that, but I saw it. I mean, <laughs> I touched it here. Yeah. Which is your heart. Nobody can see where you're touching it. Right, yeah. It was, I literally reached into my own chest and touched my You could have been touching your ding-dong. Um, <laughs> well, I also happened. <laughs> um, so you, you, are, you are wildly successful in keeping your crew out of harm's way as they can man the deck and pretty much help this guy get the sail under control without slipping and sliding off into the, the nether realm. Um, I always have bow caps nailed to the bottom of my shoes in case I'm ever on ice. I wear them year-round. <laughs> Inspiration, weirdo. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking bizarre. And you figured we'd hate this character. <laughs> yeah, that inspiration I hadn't been using it. I forgot I had Oh, God. Oh, feel free to give it to one of these chuckle ads. I'll give it to you. Oh, thank you. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, nobody wants to give Callista inspiration. She's going to use it to take over the world. Yeah. Uh, a world. Just any, any particular just world. Random just world. It doesn't have to be this world. I don't want this world. It's all frozen and shit. Yeah, it's fucking garbage. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck you that. can burn them, though. Yeah. All right, I guess I have to make a stupid roll. You do. All right, uh, I, I'm going to embrace uh, the stupid, because as we've discussed many times, endurance is the dumbest skill. That's why I it's love so it. hilarious. I love it. So, uh, we finally get the sail under control, and I, I'm like, <sighs> and I wipe the sweat off my brow, and I look up, and there's a giant ice asteroid about to plummet right through the stern castle of the deck. And uh, I just don't have a moment to think about it. And You're going to bench press it, aren't you? The dumbest thing I can think of is I grab my shield... <laughs> And I run up to the front of the boat, and I'm not fishing for a plus to the roll. I don't think it's appropriate to. But <laughs> don't worry. Canonically, <laughs> canonically, I know this is hilarious. Um, I have an ability on my sheet called Warding Maneuver, where I can use my reaction to give something a bonus to its AC. Mm-hmm. And if it still gets hit, it takes half damage. So the first thing he thinks of tactically is I'm going to run up and block this asteroid with my shield so the boat takes less damage. Okay, give me that a roll. That's so, very Captain America of you. Yeah. I literally I run to the front of the boat with the shield up. Ah! I start yelling and I, I try to block it with my shield. And I use endurance to just try to not get crushed on the deck. Okay. Eleven. So basically what happens is you're preparing for a bludgeoning assault, right? Because you see this huge rock coming, so you brace yourself behind the shield. Well, her wall of fire whittles this giant asteroid down into an icy spike. And, <laughs> and, I mean, you don't take damage, but it hits you dead in the shield and you go blast into the aft of the ship. <laughs> An icicle fell off the roof! <laughs> uh, that will be a failure. 
Fortunately, you guys already succeeded on the skill challenge. I just want to see what stupid shit you'd pull out of your ass, so that's, I made you finish it. That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. It was that or try to intimidate the asteroids, guys. I went with what I thought was actually sort of feasible. <laughs> Everything else I had, like, I'm training streetwise. I could see if they know where I can buy some drugs. But... <laughs> Uh, so you... He's over there. <laughs> yeah. Tio hangs out in space. That's just what he does. And I, uh, yeah, I actually am going to throw dealer. my adventure up on the screen for me because there is one screenshot I wanted to show you. Um, so this here is the island nation of Nephilus. Nephilus is both the name of the planet. It's the name of that island. It's also the name of the city. So okay. it really is a small world after all. <laughs> I support your rights to light this on fire. <laughs> <laughs> When you say this, do you mean Kaylee? <laughs> I support yeah. your rights to light this on fire. <laughs> Wait, let me get a little bit more bourbon. Make sure I'm nice and flammable. She had erased that alcohol in there. Yeah. I need more bourbon to erase that terrible pun. Um, so as you descend through the uh, the icy asteroids and dodge the ones that are, once you break the atmosphere, it becomes fairly scary for a moment because these are the ones that are now in free fall. Yeah, so, fire. Yeah, it, well, it, it, yeah, they're they're icy on the inside, burning on the outside, kind of like a hot pocket. Um, <laughs> I, I fuck it. <laughs> oh, I've seen this before. I mean, <laughs> um, but uh, once you once you get the spell jamming ship into the ocean and make it a seafaring vessel again, which the lantern can do, it's a convertible. It's, it's literally a galleon, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a duck boat. Um, <laughs> prepare for the water landing. <laughs> make sure you make sure all the rafts are untied in case we need to you know launch the rafts in case we start sinking. It's just a risk that we have to take. You see the um, the city that I showed you, the island, the island city, and you see um, a pretty pretty incredible display of magic as uh, one of these huge icy asteroids is, looks like it's about to wipe out this entire island nation, and it bounces off this invisible dome force shield like Wakanda style and shatters into to icy pebbles that all like skitter down into the ocean. Um, so there is some sort of dome force field going on protecting the city from these rocks. Uh, and once you uh, sail your ship closer to the edge of this dome, you can pass through it freely. Um, so you are protected from the, the ice for now. Uh, and then I have a little flavor text. Alright, I now understand why everybody gets excited when I have flavor text. Because <laughs> I'm excited about flavor text. <laughs> well, the flavor text in this is not not super stirring, but it's, it's, it's something prepared. Um... <clears throat> Once the ship is docked, you leave the mundane tasks of the crew to the crew and depart with Nemeria to the wondrous city of Nephilus. Scaling up the sides of a verdant cliff dotted with buildings that smell like fish and salty spray of the sea, you reach the top and are nearly lost in the crowded, busy masses of people moving about. Even in the midday sun, the crowds move rapidly this way and that, but they always appear to be aware of your presence and never bump up or brush against you. You continue to make your way through the wooded streets, rife with the sound of conversation, the chatter of tropical birds, and the constant whispering of the breeze through the exotic trees. After navigating through this urban maze for well over two hours, the entrance to the great library is before you. <clears throat> All you need do now is climb the hundreds of stairs to the dome complex's yawning gate. Nemiria looks to you and says, here we are. We, we are to meet one of their council in the entry hall. His name is Bijam. We must go upstairs and ask around for him. Jesus, this place has an elevator or a ramp. I have my bum hip, and it's just and taking all these stairs. Mervyn, come here. <laughs> well, and, and to make matters worse, Dev are about 8 to 10 feet tall, I think, canonically. Oh, God. Yeah. So stairs for a Deva are... Is this a planet of them, or are they outliers here? This is a planet of them. Okay. Who, who um, are we meeting? What was the name? Bijam. Bijam. B-E-J-A-M. So, for Mervyn's sake, I pull my backpack off. And I sort Are you going to papoose him? Yeah. <laughs> this is so undignified. I, I moved some shit around Jeez. in there. So you have plenty of room. Uh, there's not anything in there you can break, I don't think. It's all swords. Um, it's just a hundred swords. Actually, I, I pull my uh, my ink vial out, and I put that in my coin purse, and I let you climb inside the backpack. Yikes. I, so I actually... <laughs> yeah, jokes. Jokes, whatever. I actually did go through and pick specific items this character would carry without going with one of like the adventurer's kits or whatever. Mm. And so uh, I have in my head the idea that he actually does write. So when I made the jokes earlier, he was illiterate. It was a little off base. Um, 
But he doesn't have anything else really breakable in there. He's got like a steel mirror and a razor for his shaving kit. Mm-hmm. But I figure they're probably in a tin or something. And it's like his candles and quiddle box and stuff like that. So it's like you can climb in there. There's nothing there you can break with your 30 pounds of halfling weight. And 40 pounds of books. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> <clears throat> climb in. <laughs> Pilot me like a mech. <laughs> <laughs> but if you pull my hair again, I'm going to kill you. God. Or come. <laughs> it, this got complicated enough. For you. So before you lies a ginormous staircase. I mean, Devin don't care about stairs; they can fly. Yeah, um, I strap a Mervin on my back. Is there a Denny's or somewhere? I'm really hungry. I could go for a breakfast. The moon's over Miami. <laughs> I have some teriyaki beef jerky. <laughs> Anchovies? Saltines? Well, the saltines, I don't think I want to be on a water based planet. <laughs> right. I have some Kentucky fried Dava wing. <laughs> That's not that. <laughs> I don't care. It's Fuck that. Teriyaki. <laughs> teriyaki. <laughs> so I assume you're ascending the stairs. Yes. Right. I imagine the camera pans, the fast pan from right to left, as we see the heroes climbing up the stairs in slow motion. <laughs> also, Callisti's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm talking your ear off, like comparing this library to the thousand of other libraries I've seen. And, yeah, I am paying rapt attention because Slab doesn't <laughs> know any better. Uh, and Tenebris is manning the ship because somebody needs to stay there. We don't trust these people. Right. Um, and every once in a while, like, the, the, the thing that seems off to you is, A, it is warm, like tropically warm underneath this dome. Um, for a, a planet being assaulted by giant icy asteroids, while it was cold on one side of the dome, it is still very much warm on this side. Um, the other thing that strikes you as odd is these Deva, um, maybe they're hiding it very well, but they engage in normal conversations. They do normal day-to-day activities, grocery shopping, shoe repair, you know, whatever. Um... Wing repair. Every once in a while. Prostitution. Uh, prostitution. <laughs> Playing Uno with friends. Um, <laughs> Table with friends. <laughs> um, every once in a while, sheer panic breaks out when a giant rock is going to crash into the city, but then it's, it's, it shatters and everything's okay, and they go back to their business. Um, and they, the other thing that sort of distracts them is you, because as you're looking around, they're, you, they're mostly Deva here, almost entirely Deva here, and you're not. And so you're just kind of a sideshow. So people will stop and watch you pass. They won't talk to you or touch you, but they, you get their attention. Fucking racist. I'm, I'm trying to do the, like, I don't have time for you kind of badass move, where I don't make eye contact them, I just look tough. Okay. I'm just trying to portray that, like, I'm an anti-hero, get the fuck off me kind of deal. Um, when you crest the top of the stairs, uh, Great Entry Hall stretches on for what seems like hundreds of feet. Each direction is dotted with, well, it's a very dramatic library. Each direction is dotted with multiple hallways and doors leading further into the complex. Above, you can see the beautiful blue sky streaming through the glass dome. Every once in a while, an icy asteroid crashes into the dome, causing a, uh, a deadly shade to, ca- to cast over the town. Um, but as soon as it passes, everything's back to normal. Um, the center of this uh, building looks like it's crafted from wood, but from the outside appears as if it was carved from a single piece of stone. A hundred foot high orrery depicting the plains and the world gleams in the sun. The surface in, surfaces in the orrery's universe shift and move as though alive with activity. Just as you come to the realization that the stifling humid air has abated, a male deva uh, dressed in a shimmering blue-violet robe with, a, with small platinum wings adorning his back approaches you. He smiles at your retinue and says, Welcome to Nephilus, honored guests. I am Bijam, sixth Thraxus and keeper of mirrors. It is good to see you've arrived without much delay. Nemiria, I will take you before the Thraxium to discuss the specifics of your situation. As for your retinue, have the, I will have an attendant escort them to the waiting room where they can rest. I am certain we will have need of their expertise soon enough. And with that, a uh, <clears throat> a small Cupid-looking being comes and it ushers you into a waiting room, which has huge cushy pillows 
and a table full of food and water, and there you may gain the benefits of a long rest. Whoa. I get all of these hit points. <laughs> I mean, it does kind of make sense that this would be all made out of limestone, because it's a sedimentary rock that just, that just comes from the water. And, you know, I didn't see much volcanism coming in, so I guess, you know, the igneous rock just wouldn't really have been quite appropriate. They would have had to import it from another world. But, but perhaps it could have been metamorphic that granite. But, uh, but limestone is probably a good choice for the aesthetics of the place, and, you know, it, it's okay. But, but, you know, sometimes the weathering, I mean, especially, you know, if it rains too much, it's just weather, and then, you know, I don't know if it'll... Everybody who's not Mervin gets a short rest while Mervin gets a long rest. <laughs> I get no rest. I get a long rest if I just I turn right over here. That's, that's what a lot of rest is to Mervin. 